Welcome to Everything Scary. My name is Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, local celebrity. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, international celebrity. Thank you. Matt McLean. Hello, hello. <laughs> Every Tuesday, we release a new episode, mostly true crime, but we've also been known to cover a pandemic, a haunting, a super mad, super strong chimpanzee. We'll cover anything and everything scary. Please rate us five stars and join us on Instagram at Everything Scary Pod. Here we go. All right. We're off to a clunky start. <laughs> That's a good sign. Yeah, I got your levels. Okay, the mics are up. There we okay. go. Hi. Hello. How are you? Can I just say one thing off the bat? Let's um, hear it. You know, I'm a fan of your personality, sense of humor, blah, blah, blah. You look smoking today. <laughs> so do you. you. lovely. Thank you like so you've much. Like you got a lovely, uh, which I thought was a summer dress. Turns out I'm an idiot. It's a romper. Wow. That way I can just, I can do high kicks. Oh, crap. <laughs> Good thing I was complimentary. <laughs> How's your Canada Day? It was lovely. Yeah? Yeah, I went down to the ball game. And you got a giant straw hat, giant. which seems to be something that you started, I think. Yes, I definitely started the trend a couple of weeks ago. They saw you walk in and they were like, oh, okay, that entire row behind him can't see. We should give those away. We should do this for 15,000 people. <laughs> like, it was weird. Like, I was up on the second deck and kind of looking down at the people in the 100 levels and seeing all the hats. It did kind of look like... A sea of... Like, Amish people that got lost. <laughs> It's okay. Not, they didn't have to get lost. They they could, the maybe pod. they just... Oh, no, you they don't. You can say what you want. They don't. <laughs> Actually, I think there is... Isn't there, like, the Orthodox um, I know Amish? There's, there's Mennonites that, like, bank and have minivans and nice... Yeah, and make furniture. Hollywood. Yeah. I believe my parents own some of their furniture. And I think it's they very do, good like, quality. honey and uh, maybe syrup. Well, that's organic <laughs> as well. Controversial. We just... we <laughs> The mafia... The maple syrup mafia. It's not the mafia, it's the cartel. It's the cartel. Yeah. Oh! So, we put that up. Did, did you listen? No. I don't know why I ask. Why do I even ask? I did not listen because I hate myself on any sort of <laughs> broadcast Which medium. is great. You chose a good career. I know, I know. Well, and You're then, like, I'm an artist, but I cannot draw and I hate to look at my artwork. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I joined this podcast... It ruined my favorite podcast. Like, this was before when it was you and Haley. I loved listening to it. And it's ruined it for me. To be fair, I've got dumber, though. So that might have something. That's probably it. You know, when it was Haley, I was like, I really had to, like, stay on top of things. But now I just, I rely on you to tell me when I'm fucking up words. Mm. So I, you know, I kind of lay back a little bit. I'm like, he'll (laughs) tell me if I said that wrong, right? phone it in. You're like, I see it. It's a personal slight. Every, you make know. it sound like I hurt you. Like I, I, I physically I abuse you. I high <laughs> kick you. I correct you. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> we turn off the podcast and I'm like, you know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Go we're ahead. We're doing cards today too for our We're doing cards. Patreons. We're doing draws. We oh, have wow. a bunch of stuff going on. Nice. Um, I want to talk about Handsome for a minute. Oh, why wouldn't you? Okay. So... You messaged me the other week and said that uh, on your morning show with Tara, you guys were talking about Hanson because they've released Oombop 2.0. Yes. Which is fan-fucking-tastic. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean you're going to be playing them more often now because they kind of have a new release? Or? I don't believe that song made it. I don't think it's charting high enough for us. Oh. As of yet. I mean, it, I don't know why, honestly, it wasn't released as a single and is not a summer banger. First of all, I think you're being extremely rude to me. What? <laughs> <laughs> what you did there was called a, a it's like a sandwich insult so okay. you're like it's great it's not charting high enough 
I don't know why it's not charting high enough. It's so great. Listen, <laughs> I think it's a great song because I like the original. However, you wait. Pardon me. Yeah, everybody liked Umbop. You've never said that ever. You've actually leaned. Oh, I hate it now. I when it came out, loved. Oh yeah, it was a banger. And I think 2.0 should be a rightful. Banger. Like, what I think everyone that doesn't know Hanson needs to do is look up what they look like now. Because I was on the ball in 97. Everybody's like, they look like fucking chicks. Now they're all three of them are hot. Wow. Awesome. So check out the hot dudes and let us know what you think. Oh, God. Matt. Oh. So shallow. What, what about the musical uh, abilities? <laughs> integrity? The, what about the integrity? Wow. <laughs> but... I got, like, this week, I've gotten, like, so many TikToks Don't sent to me. Don't encourage her. Please. No, what please do. And please. And you know what? This is my favorite part mm. is there's this young guy, and I asked him if I could use his message. His name's Aaron. He's from Australia. Lovely. Looks really young. Okay. Like, too young that we shouldn't make fun of him? We won't make fun of him because oh. he's awesome. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. My bad. But he sent me a video of himself jamming out to Hanson 2.0, and he's like... I heard about them from the pod. First of all, I'm referring people to Hanson. Like, there's the dream right there. <laughs> all right. You know, you're not, you're not like bringing the Beatles to America. <laughs> Let's just slow down for one second. <laughs> but he's like, oh, it's a chilly morning up here, up in the hills of Australia. He's like, uh, but I'm warming up to some 2.0. And he like sends me a picture of him like jamming out to Hanson. Uh, and I was like, all right, fine. That's kind of cute. It's the best. Yeah, it's it's absolutely the best. I'm like, can I use this message? He's like, sure can. My name's mm-hmm. Aaron. I'm like, thanks, Aaron. Well, good day, Aaron. <laughs> Is it Aaron or Aaron? Aaron. Good also, I-, I wanted to mention my dear friend who we've become friends because of the pod. We've never actually met in real life, but... Did you see the goodie box that she sent me? No, was that the sweat the shirt? So I got a shirt. I got this charm bracelet, which has got like a little tiny axe on the end of it. Oh, and nice. then it's a string. So you put it on and you make a wish. And then when it falls off, your wish is supposed to come true. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's oh, like that's cool. It frays and it falls off eventually. And then yeah. And then she sent me a Taylor Hansen mug. Oh, and she was, oh, actually, I saw that. I, I did know that. I was in on that, like, weeks ago. She's like, Matt, she messaged me afterwards. She's like, I sent him a picture of the Taylor Hansen mug, and he seemed really confused. Yeah, I thought it was I'm all like, of them. <laughs> I thought it was a photos, a photo collage of all of Hansen. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's her favorite band. She's like, it's only one. And I was like, oh, that's even better. <laughs> she's like, uh... Because I said to her, because she's not into that music at all. And I was oh, like, really? yeah. And she said to me, though, it was not a chore to have to look at these pictures of him. Wow, look at you recruiting for your hey sex yo. dungeon. He's got like 75 kids, so, you know, probably not so going to happen for any of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, wait, who did the shirt up? The shirt where it was like wine, was it wine and true crime podcast or something? Uh, it's like... Um, Blessed, stressed, and obsessed with true crime, I think is what it's And it had our logo on it. Oh, yeah, that. That was... She's making a whole line of shirts like that. Like, that was, I think, the coolest thing. Because, to me, I hate merch and stuff that, like, hits you over the head. This is not hitting anybody over the head. It's It's very subtle. subtle, And it's just, it's perfect. Yeah. And she's like, do you, is it okay if I use your logo? I'm like, fuck yeah, you can use my logo. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's awesome. <laughs> and you're like, 
contact my legal team. Have the model reach out to me directly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Has that model been in contact with Well, uh, you'd have to check with your legal team. I don't right, know. Who do you right. have? It's like Johnny Cochran. Uh, it's Salino and or Barnes. <laughs> it's just one of them. One of them died. Isn't that 1-800-267-2001? That's Alarm Force. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just know it's daytime TV jingles. And then there's William Matar. Yeah. Hurt in a car. Yeah. Call William Matar. You ha- what, what choice do you have at that point? Marcelino and Bar- Right. You're not, right. You're not going to call You're Chinese You're pigeonholed. Band. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're in a car, not a truck, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Do you drive a bus? What the fuck are you on my phone for? I know, I know. Call back when you get a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Selino and Barnes, one of them died in a plane crash. They had a whole falling out. We should do a Selino and Barnes epi. Here's the problem with that. Yeah. I don't think anybody outside of this general area would know who the fuck they were. That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know half the shit we talk about until you bring it up. I'm like, oh, yeah. You're like, do you remember this story? I'm like, oh, of course. And even then, you still, you only know about it in that moment. Because later on, I'll be like talking about something. And you're like acting like you've heard it for the first time. I'm like, I covered this. It was a two-hour show. Yes, that is true. And uh, that's disappointing because I put a lot of effort into these shows. <laughs> <laughs> You've been cheating on my time. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. We're fine. But today, yep. we're going to cover Phil Hartman. Mm. The late, great Phil Hartman. Legends. One of the funniest people that has ever lived. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Not without his own demons, though. Oh, that is a surprise to me. Yes. So, I think a lot of people will know the name Phil Hartman. A lot of true crime people probably even know his case, and I thought I did. He's Troy McClure. Yeah. You probably know me from my... I'm Troy McClure. (laughs) He's like, you probably know me from my self-help books. Stay confident, stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Troy McClure. (laughs) I love him. Um, But okay, yeah, so I feel myself watch. And you know what? To be fair, kind of a fun case to research. Okay. Eliminate the end, mm-hmm. and you just watch a bunch of Phil Hartman stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. I've I've actually been on the last couple of weeks like a news radio kick. You would be. You know what? As I was writing this script, I'm like, I'm sure he knows news radio well, because you live for '90s sitcoms. Yeah, I do. I know you're drinking out of a Sybil Shepherd mug as we speak. <laughs> I yeah. I, any I kind of went on a dive of shows about radio stations, like shows with radio in it. Right, so he was like, "What was his name?" Bill McNeil. Bill, the real deal with Bill McNeil. And does he remind you of yourself? Uh, no, <laughs> he's he's really cocky, isn't no, he? I've yeah. never seen an episode of the show. Yeah, he's very cocky and confident, and I am just like, uh, no, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, guys, <laughs> they're like, Matt, you're in the kitcheny. Can you please go to the studio? Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> I'm making tears coffee. Do you remember Martin? Yeah, <laughs> the show Martin with uh, Martin Martin Lawrence. Lawrence yes, uh, he was a radio DJ. In so, real life? No, on the on show. On the show. So I've been watching that too. Do you watch Frasier? Yes, obviously. With the reboot, here's my issue with the reboot of Frasier that's coming out. You obviously aren't going to have the dad because he passed away. Oh, and the dad's the best part, to and, be fair. And Niles. Is and Niles not, not in it? No. Why? I don't know. But without Niles, I don't really care about Frasier. Did you ever watch that serial killer movie with Niles? Uh, he was like a rich entrepreneur. No, and I he don't would like think so. Have people over to the, his house and like would do like awful things to them. And now I can't really look at him the same. And I also was a big fan, am a big fan of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And in the first couple seasons, it was Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife Camille was on the show, oh. and it was like right in the time that he was like cheating on her with his like thirty-five-year-old 
mistress and all that really? kind of stuff. So he really got to see like the inside of their marriage. And so I can't really look at him the same way either. So if Martin's not there, fuck off. I don't want to. What about the dog? Is he there? Yeah, right. <laughs> he's, uh, Eddie? he's 37 years old now. Eddie the dog, he's just like riddled with fleas. <laughs> yeah, he's just got big cysts Seizures. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I'm not interested in the, the reboot. But did has it already started? No, I don't believe so. Have, they're not. Doing it or they're doing it. Oh, they are doing. Yeah, they're going ahead with so it. So it's just Fraser and Daphne. Just chill. yeah, it'll be on Peacock. Yeah, mm-hmm. or uh, what was his producer's name? Roz. Yeah, it's Roz. Bulldog. Yeah. Oh, he's fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get into this case. Yeah, let's go, Phil Hartman. Phil McCartland. <laughs> <laughs> and you know another thing I've noticed about you. Oh no. Which is that you like you know I think we work very well as a team. Oh no. When. You mispronounce something. We have a jovial moment and we carry on. You're like, every time I mispronounce something, you're like, what the fuck was that? Okay, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) And what was it, the time that, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, and you were like, I don't even want to continue anymore. I don't want to talk. I don't want to live. That's right. I want to go home. I hate you. I hate fuck ass. You told me. Do your own fucking podcast. Yeah. I'm out. I hate it here. <laughs> Where's Haley? I'm leaving. Kicks over his trash can and leaves. <laughs> and then I'm just locked in here. Yeah. He's like, hey, Devin, we doing the show? <laughs> Finish the landscaping with the guy. <laughs> I just start smoking. <laughs> so Phil Hartman was born on September 24th of 1948, which would make him a Libra. These things I Obviously. don't know about. I don't. I'm a Virgo. People are like, um, when I tell people I'm a Virgo, they're like, ooh. Yeah, I can see that. Don't really know what that means, but I look Libras up, and Libras are known for their charm, um, diplomacy. They're often creative and artistic. Oh. They're also known to be sociable, charming, friendly, and have a natural ability to get along with almost everyone. Oh, almost. And that was definitely Phil. Mm-hmm. But Phil, as we will find, was slightly more complex than his playful personality would lead us to believe. You have where Phil Hartman was born. He, is he an American? Okay. He is. No, eh? no, 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 no. He's Canadian. He was born in Brantford. He was born in Brantford? He was born in Brantford, home of Wayne Gretzky. That's right. Mm-hmm. Moved to the States when he was 10, though. Okay. I always feel he's a Chicago guy for some reason. New. He, okay. uh, awesome. I think I actually wrote it in here where he moved. One of our native sons. I like it. I know. It was um, the one documentary that I watched. It was called The Last Days of Phil Hartman. Mm. And the guy was just so hung up on the fact that Wayne Gretzky was from Brantford. I'm like, am I watching a fucking sports documentary? Really? Like, stop talking about Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up with Wayner down the road, it was quite the experience. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, so Phil was the fourth child out of eight, mm. born to Doris and Rupert Hartman. He came from a Catholic family. No surprise there. Which is why there was eight of them. No domers for that family. <laughs> domers. What do you call them? Jimmy's? Rubbers. Oh, you do not. <laughs> You're my dad and his friends. I'm your dad. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> Don't forget your Jimmy hat. <laughs> so he was born in Brantford, Ontario, Canada, which is actually not terribly far from where we are right now. I, I Googled it about an hour and a half away. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, so we could go and visit the home of Phil Hartman. And Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. Let's go after here. <laughs> Isn't, no, Bieber's from... Stratford, I believe. Isn't that near Brantford? That I do not know. You're so, you're like a jet setter. You don't know these things? I am a jet setter with GPS. (laughs) So the answer is 
No, I do not You're know. like, is it the Rogers Center? I don't know where it is. I have no clue. <laughs> when you went on a vacation with work, you told me you were going to some place called eczema. <laughs> yes, that's right. Or uh, what was it? Yeah, eczema? <laughs> it was eczema as far as you were concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so sadly, as many of our big talents do at the age of 10, Phil and his family would move to the States and would start living in <laughs> Lewiston, Maine. Oh, okay. Maine. Oh, yeah, right up there by New Hampshire. <laughs> uh, and would later move to Meridian, Connecticut. And, of course, Phil was a class clown. No shockers there. Mm-hmm. The family would then move down to the West Coast, and Phil would attend... Oh, there's so many different ways to say this word. Westchester? Westchester Shire. There's no Shire. Well, Worcester Sauce. <laughs> University. Worcester High School in Los Angeles. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm brazing through it. Just be like, yeah, he went to school. <laughs> yeah, Phil went to school. He went He's to super school. smart. <laughs> uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Phil went to the same high school as one Lynette Squeaky from. Wow. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Um, she was from the Manson family. Oh, awesome. She would also go on and try and assassinate President Gerald Ford. Who the hell wanted to kill Ford? Uh, Squeaky from. I guess so. Do you want to know why her name was Squeaky? Uh, yeah. No. no. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, okay, you you just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so the owner of the property where the Manson family did their praying, I don't know. Murdering? What they no, that was. Culting? Culting, culting, yes. Yeah. Um, he said that when he would touch her in certain ways, she would let out a high-pitched squeal. And so he ended up calling her squeaky, which is just the most disgusting Boy, thing. That would be nice and romantic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like a fucking velociraptor. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you a nickname. <laughs> but you know what the thing is? Uh, he's pretty gross, too. So let's, Yeah, that's true. Let's not set the tone for him. Yeah, good point. In 1966, Phil would attend Santa Monica City College, and he would end up dropping out, but not before meeting his good friend, Wink Roberts. At a public speaking course, Phil was really enjoying the life of a young man in California, and he would spend his days surfing or sailing. Wink recalled, this is a great story. And you know what? I try not to repeat a lot of stories that other documentaries or other podcasts, right? sure. but, and, but everyone tells this story, mm. and you kind of got to include it. So Wink recalled one time when they went to Mammoth Mountain, which was in Mammoth Lakes, California, and they went there to go skiing and enjoyed the hot springs. Okay. Which was a geothermally heated pool. Geothermically? Geothermally. It heated the pool using GMO. Using the ground. (laughs) Ground heat. It was ground heated. Up from the ground came a bubbling crude. Yeah. Oh, imagine if you just like built your pool over hot springs. Wouldn't that just naturally heat your pool? Like you wouldn't even have to. You know what? I know a lot about pools, so I. Probably shouldn't divulge all the stuff I know. <laughs> do you have a pool? <laughs> no, I don't, but all my friends do. Oh, and it's, man. Yeah. All your friends have boyfriends, husbands. Yeah. You don't have any, like, single, rich... I mean... Girls that are, like, really smart. Um, Matt just motioned with both hands <laughs> that he wants big boobs. I, a lady with big boobs. Brains lie. don't matter. Brains. Nope. She has as, to have a brain. Yeah, as long as you can put one foot in front of the other and you have big old titas. Oh, my God. Big mommy milkers. Oh, look at you. You didn't. There was not even a period at the end of your that sentence. Was, You're like, oh, my God. Big old mommy milkers. 
<laughs> you were offended and joined in instantly. <laughs> so, yeah, these springs, they were heated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because of the temperature of the air, it created quite a fog. And with geothermals. Geothermally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was close to 100 degrees in these hot springs. Mm. And with the cold air, you were not able to see your hand in front of your face. And as the two men shared a laugh together, Phil started to do some of his remarkable impersonations. Uh, he would do John Wayne, Ed McMahon, Frank Sinatra. And Wink would say that they were surrounded by at least 100 people. Oh, wow. And but you couldn't like see foggy, anybody, right? right? Yeah. And as Phil continued talking, you could slowly hear less and less people conversating with whomever they were with. And everyone was listening and admiring Phil. Like I said, there was easily 100 people in the hot springs, and they all stopped and listened. After keeping everyone's attention for nearly two hours, Phil finally ended his performance, and Wink announced to the crowd, ladies and gentlemen, that was Phil Hartman, and someday he's going to be a big star. Remember this night. Hilarious. Right? That would be... Unbelievable. It's like, imagine being there, and yeah. then you're like, you see him on SNL, and you're like, holy fuck, I like, listened to this guy the, for two hours. That's the guy from the spa. <laughs> okay, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I Time bet to you. go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so Phil would perform these impersonations flawlessly, but one of his bits was that he would announce to the crowd that he could do any dialect, Mm-hmm. And then when they would like shout out different things, they're like, do French. He's like, no, I can't do that one. Nah, that's they're like, funny. do German. Uh, no, I can't nah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sadly, Phil would recall that coming from such a large family, individual attention was hard to come by. And he believed in a way he would cope with that loneliness by creating these characters in his mind. Mm. He was quoted saying, I suppose I didn't get what I wanted out of my family life. So I started seeking love and attention elsewhere. And that's just really sad to me. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Like, I mean, that, unfortunately, like, the rule with comedians and funny people is that they're, you know, the tragic clown. Isn't that always so true? Like, you look at Robin Williams, uh, Jim Carrey, Dave Chappelle. They all have these huge mental health issues. Yeah. Why the, is the that? The only exception to that rule that I know so far is uh, um, Jerry Seinfeld. To be fair, I don't find him eccentric. No. Like, I find the other guys, like, really in your face. Yeah. Like, Jerry's just more of, like, a subtle, like, he'll make, like, state the obvious kind of jokes. Sure. And, like, Jim Carrey was always so in your face. Robin Williams was so in your face. Like, they all do these voices and these anime. Like, yeah. I don't know. But it's crazy. I, yeah. It's so, sad. It is sad. So it was around this time that Phil decided that he was going to go to university in Hawaii. He was prepared to sell everything that he had and move to Hawaii and complete his education there. But his brother John was managing a band called The Rocking Foo. Have you ever heard of them? No, but um, it just reminds me of something you're probably going to get into, so I won't say it. Oh, okay. Is it The Foo Fighters? No, no. It was that Phil Hartman. I, I thought maybe it was a different comedian, but it was a big into album artwork. Yeah. Yeah. He was a graphic designer. Yeah. So, the rocking foo. Uh, so Is it he, the Foo Fighters? No. Oh. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of the podcasts that I was listening to was like, yeah. did he, was this band like a nemesis of the Foo Fighters? Oh, so yeah, they, they were the rocking foo and they, <laughs> yeah. no, they weren't. But so yeah, John asked Phil to stay in California and help him. And that's just what Phil did. He became essentially the band's equipment manager. And this lifestyle was any man's dream. Mm-hmm. There was groupies and drugs. Phil didn't really do drugs. He smoked some pot, but... 
you know. Yeah, I didn't think of him as a big addiction no, guy. No, no. And there was music, of course. It was the 60s and Phil was living his best life. There was even one event during his time with the Fighting Foo where Jimi Hendrix hopped on stage with the band and started jamming with them. But there was a drum that he kept hitting and it was rocking and it kept moving. So Phil just jumped on stage and he held the drum in, in place for Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. because like, he's an equipment manager. What are you going to do? Yeah, manage the do what you do. If yep. Jimi Hendrix needs you to hold a drum, that's what you do. Yeah, I'm right. In 1968, Phil would meet Gretchen Lewis. She was walking down the beach with her dog, who was a poodle named Noodle. That's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) And Phil approached her. She was beautiful, and he wanted to take her out. Uh, What we're going to come to find out about Phil, though, is no one's perfect. Uh Uh-oh. And Phil loved the chase. He loved those early stages in a relationship when everything is new and fun and sexy, Unfortunately, those feelings are always temporary. Mm-hmm. Sorry to break the bad news to what? you. <laughs> You're shitting me. Yeah, I mean, like, either you can evolve into, like, love and respect, mm-hmm. or you just dwindle out. Mm-hmm. So, with Phil, it seemed as though once he married and the chase was truly over, he lost all interest. And that's what happened with him and Gretchen. Neither of them came from money either, so those early years in the marriage being bogged down with financial issues... Phil ended up getting a job at an insurance agency. Phil Hartman's not really, really yeah, he doesn't seem like an insurance agency kind of guy. No. Well, that might be a, the idea of a terrific job to somebody. I think you can basically see just by watching him that a nine to five would probably uh, yeah. be terrible for him. And uh, sadly, the final straw for the couple was when Gretchen had an emotional affair with somebody that she worked with. Oh, She claimed it never got physical but it was not something that Phil could get over. So they were married on March 12th of 1970, and they were divorced by September 19th of 1972. Normally, that, like, it's usually the women that give that put a lot of weight into emotional cheating, and the guys are like, as long as you didn't have sex, I don't care. Um, I think Phil had a lot of emotions. Yeah. Like, he was in his head an awful lot. Really? Mm-hmm. I know what that's like, Mr. Hartman. <laughs> <laughs> so after his marriage to Gretchen... Phil wanted a fresh start, so he quit the insurance agency, which... Shocker. Imagine talking to Phil Hartman at, like, you're trying to just get insurance, and he's like, hello! (laughs) I'm going to take your risk assessment. (laughs) Because Phil was offered a job by his brother John again, who by this time had opened up his own management office with a partner, and they needed someone to design album covers. And Phil instantly came to mind. Phil gladly accepted... And he is responsible for a lot of album covers that we have seen today. He would even design albums for bands like Steely Dan's, Aja. Yeah. That means nothing to me. And America, which I know the song Horse With No Name. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Okay, perfect. Yep. In 1975, Phil would be out watching a comedy group called The Groundlings. Oh, very, very famous. You know the Groundlings, right? Yes, they are uh, essentially uh, like an improv troupe. They're a feeder system to uh, Second City and to uh, SNL. You're very smart. (laughs) Thank you. I had never heard of them. They are huge. Yeah, like kind of the Upright Citizens Brigade, like the Big O, like that's all that kind of thing. You're just saying words at me. You're saying words at my face. (laughs) So he was out uh, watching the Groundlings for his friend Steve Small's birthday. Uh, This was an improv comedy sketch group, uh, and it was normal for them to call audience members up on stage and put them on spot. But Phil got on stage, and he was right at home. 
It was said that he dove onto the stage. No shit. I never knew that that's kind of how we got his start. Oh, yeah. Oh. He was huge with them. Tracy Newman was a founding member of the Gramlings. She said that Phil was like a tornado, but in a good way. And he just was brought up. He just jumped up on stage <laughs> and started. And so the actual founder, his name was Gary Austin. Okay. And he was behind, like, backstage, and he, like, pulled the curtain out, and he was just watching him. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Wow. Yeah, because, well. So dynamic. He's so, and he's just, he's a presence. It was from the audience. Yeah. Yeah, he was just out with his buddy for yeah. his buddy's birthday. Wow. And to say that he had won the audience over was an understatement. And he loved doing it. So after the show, he went over to Gary Austin to inquire about joining. And they told him that they would love to have him join. He was a natural. And it would only cost about $25 to cover the workshops. Mm. But as luck would have it, they were also looking to have a new logo designed. So instead of the $25, Phil just designed their new logo. Awesome. The list of celebrities that are well-known to this day that were part of the Grand Leagues is very impressive. It's huge. Will Ferrell was a member, mm -hmm. Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, just to name a few. And even though Phil was accepted into the Groundlings, there was such crazy competition that it was more than a year before Phil could actually get on stage and perform. Wow. Mm -hmm. I bet you that a lot of them tried to block him from getting up there. They were like, cock block and Phil. Cock block and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> As we've seen with Phil Hartman and will continue to see, he has a tendency to get bored with things. You know what that's about. What? <laughs> uh, you you literally just got bored of this story <laughs> right before he said that sentence. You're like looking behind you. Hey, what? <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> so he would lose his passion. And once again, that's what happened with the Groundlings. And he left after being with the group for only a couple years. But after leaving, he did a bunch of things. Like, he recorded his own album, and he did some voiceovers. That's fascinating. Yeah. My recollection of his career is so different. Yeah. Like, I thought he went from the Groundlings to SNL. Basically, he ends up going back to the Groundlings because, you know, he misses his crew. Oh, okay. Yep. So, you you have a— All right, I'm sorry. I didn't know you left. Don't okay. be sorry. Don't this be is sorry. why you're here. Is <laughs> like— <laughs> Bring it a Sh lot to the table. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he did his own album. He did a bunch of shit. He did some voiceover things. So he ended up realizing that he missed his crew. He joined them again. Uh, they were happy to have him back. They thought he was, you know, great. Mm -hmm. Phil had worked out his own character, and this character became huge with the Groundlings. Mm -hmm. they, it almost became like an off-Broadway performance. <laughs> and it was called Chick Hazard, and he was like a 1930s, kind of like old-timey detective. Yeah, okay. And he was a fan favorite, and Philly really leaned into the character. And he even performed as Chick Hazard on Cheech and Chong. Oh, shit. Yep. One of the sketches that I watched of Chick Hazard, he would say, I was a sucker for long legs. I wanted to shimmy up hers like one of the native boys looking for coconuts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> of all the gin joints in all the world. She had it coming to mind. That's exactly what it was like. Yeah, yeah. see? In the documentary that I watched that was called The Last Days of Phil Hartman, they mentioned that if you were a young man who lived in L.A. in the 1970s, it was almost a rite of passage to be on the dating game. Celebrities like Steve <laughs> Martin, who was a very handsome man in his time, mm -hmm. he was on there. John Ritter was on there. Farrah Fawcett was on there. On the dating game? Yeah. Like the game show? Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, Farrah Fawcett, obviously not a man, but she was also on it. And what? Of course, <laughs> you got to be shitting me. Of course, serial killer Rodney Acala. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. 
who would later be dubbed the dating game killer. So, of course, in 1979, a young Phil Hartman would shoot his shot, and he actually won. Mm-hmm. But like Rodney Akala, he was also stood up by the lady who chose him. Oh, right. Like Rodney Akala, Phil Hartman, kill three people. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, all right. What a fitting tribute. I'm what like, a- yeah, no, 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 no. You just, he went from the Groundlings right to SNL, but he did like this really weird thing where he killed a bunch of people. Quick murdering. And then, but really, when you think of comedic voices. <laughs> he was a the comedy, comedian of our generation. That's so. right. Yeah. Bludgeon three people to death. But after that, really, once he found his comedic voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Rodney, he got stood up and it was with good Probably reason, good though, you know, like she met him backstage and he gave her the heebie jeebies. So she had good instincts. Uh, the lady that still stood Phil Hartman up, though, was seemingly just a jerk. Ugh, the worst. After he was stood up in 1980, he would meet the woman who would later become his second wife. And according to Phil, his soulmate. Uh-oh. Her name was Lisa Strand. Not still, we're still not at Bryn. We're not? No. Nope. Wow, this guy loves to love. He loves to get married. Uh, they danced together at a restaurant in Chinatown. And when he asked her for her phone number, no one around had a pen, which seems weird in a restaurant. Uh, yeah, good call. But I mean, this is Although like, it could be one of those restaurants where the servers are like super smart and don't need to, you know. It was you, in Chinatown too. They probably have really good memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You got like 10, like 10 people. I'm like, did they have their iPads? How, <laughs> how would you how remember things? But she told him her phone number verbally. Yeah. And he repeated it out loud to himself the entire way home, mm. which is more effort than I think probably about eighty percent of men put into relationships. Nowadays. I would think so. Also, he didn't have a pen in his car. Like, well, come on, Phil. I don't know. Like, were pens invented in nineteen eighty? Like, and also, would you think like a comedian would want to have a pen to write things down all the time? Like, Phil Hartman oh, got, did not need a got pen. Got an idea. Got an idea. It's just he. It would stick in his brain. It's Phil Hartman we're talking about true. here. True. 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 Um, so he called her the next day. The couple would meet up. And eat sushi, which is a great first date. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see if somebody knows how to use chopsticks. So Do you they, know how to use chopsticks? Yeah, I am a phenomenal user of chopsticks. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that there was levels to like. There are a couple of things I learned to be better at dating. Dancing and okay. chopsticks were probably the, the biggest two. Can I see you dance? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm going to need proof. I'm more of a... Bumping and grinding, dance up Whoa. on. Whoa. Yeah. So. Okay, that's not, you're just, you're sexually harassing people. <laughs> <what you're doing. laughs> but yeah, like a good wedding dancer and stuff. Yeah, we could dance. We go out, go uh, have just, a dance. We'll just leave here afterwards and just go bump and grind at yeah. like uh, the Golden Griddle. Your husband's like, are you emotionally cheating? You're like, no, I'm dancing with, but you, on, you think this is, you got to get down here if you think this is cheating, okay? Uh, on any level. <laughs> But you're bumping and grinding. Yeah, you just, you gotta see it, okay? <laughs> and uh, if you join the Patreon at $5, you that's too right. can see it. You can see it as well. <laughs> Maybe that's what it'll do. Are we able, oh, we have a Patreon-only Facebook page. What is Patreon-only? Is that fans on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do have Patreon-only. I created it. <laughs> wow. Uh, Maybe we'll post a dancing video there. Perfect. Okay. It's just you at your house with your mom in the background, like, cooking. <laughs> yeah, she's like, go, Matthew. Oh, he's so handsome. Go, Matthew. She's throwing $5 bills at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you take when you're a girl, though. <laughs> Did I tell you what my mom said if I was dating anybody in the summertime? No. To not take them down to the basement and to go up and use the guest room if needed. What? <laughs> yeah. 
How like, did you respond to that? I just laughed and I said, uh, I said, I don't think that will be a problem, but thank you. I appreciate the. Oh my God. I can't imagine having that conversation with my parents. Wing mom mentality. The wing mom mentality. Oh my God. Right? If my dad ever said anything like that to me, I would start vomiting and never stop Hilarious. again. <laughs> <laughs> She's been vomiting for three years ever since her dad told her to bang in the guest room. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> and we have a ring camera too. So oh, like, no. I'm like, mom, I said. It's in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, did you offer her the water? No, no. <laughs> I'm horrified. She's a great woman, though. But yeah, Godspeed. With, Good <laughs> I, I can't have that conversation with my parents. Good advice. <sighs> even if I'm like slightly less clothed around my dad, like I can't even wear like a bathing suit or anything. He's like, "What are you doing? Put some clothes on." Uh, like what you wouldn't wear what you're wearing now in front of your dad. I mean, when I got married, my dress was like it was like kind of came down in the front like a V and my dad no. was walking me down the aisle. It was like, it was, it was all lace and it just, it was, it was a little buzzy. Wow. But my dad, so he was walking me down the aisle and he came to the hotel room and like all my girlfriends were there and we were all getting mm -hmm. ready. And so our wedding planner knocked on the door and like brought my dad in and my dad goes, oh my God, boobs. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your name. Boom! It's great to see you. I'm like, oh, I was like trying to cover oh up. Oh my god! <laughs> safety pin it together so he doesn't uh, have a friggin'. Were your kids at your wedding? Well, my oldest two were. My, my little favorite. one wasn't. That's Shut up! Favorite. Do you do you want to have? I love it. Kids, the kids are at the. I, I, I know it's a new time and everything, but it's my favorite. First of all, shut your fucking face. Second of all, do you want to hear the conversation that I I almost emancipated myself from my mother? Why? Okay, so. When we got married in the Dominican Republic mm -hmm. and I was wearing like, it was in October. So I was wearing, and our flight was at 5.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So we had to be there for like three o'clock in the morning. Ugh. So we like got a hotel room that was by the airport, but my kids were so little. Like yeah. Olivia was just under three and Jacob was just over one. That's a fun flight. Yeah, so they, and then they were at a hotel room. They were completely out of sorts. Right. So they did not sleep at all. Mm -hmm. And then, so we got on the flight and they were fine. They started to sleep. As soon as we got in the air, their ears popped uh -oh. and they were just awake the entire time. Yeah. And so when we got there, it was eight o'clock in the morning and I was wearing like Lululemon sweatpants mm. and a big heavy sweatshirt. And they're like, okay, well, your rooms won't be ready until 3.30. Oh, we're at eight in the morning. Eight in the morning. 3.30 rooms are going to be ready. So I'm sweating out of my eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And my kids are running around like mad. They haven't slept at all. Everybody's hot. We're miserable. You've been to the Dominican, I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. Have you ever had Mama Juana? Yeah. Okay, so my mom had one of those. And that's what she blames this on to this very day. But uh, I was like, can we get like one room? I was like, can we just get one room so that like we can all get changed and like da 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 And I'm like, come on, like, this is my wedding and my kids are running around. But my mom goes, well, you know, sweetie, most people who are having a wedding don't have to worry about their kids running around. Oh, my God. That's a big, that is a everybody loves Raymond mother-in-law. Doris, that's a, oh, that's I, a big one on the wedding. I just looked at her and my sister goes, mom, why? <laughs> like, I and my mom always said, like, growing up when I was a teenager, I would go from, like, normal to being a complete and utter bitch mm. and they would always call that zelda 
Zelda was like me being a bitch. Okay. And so they haven't seen Zelda since I was like 19 years old. Right. But I was full on Zelda, Zelda. in that moment. I'm like, I'm fucking hot. I'm oh. tired. My kids are running around. My husband's sleeping in a fucking chair over there. Like, I will kill someone right now. <laughs> 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 and uh, that's what we have to discuss after this recording because... You pretty much just wow. said the same thing as she did. That is. <laughs> yeah, but I said it in post. Not if this was happening now and you and I were going to the Dominican for your wedding, You'd I would like, never say anything. Is there like any that. other way to get married than to have kids? This is the <laughs> smartest fucking thing you've ever done. <laughs> but that's a great way of doing it. I love it this way. You know what you should do is definitely test out what they're like as parents before you marry them. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. Uh, I will say this, and then we'll re- continue to with the pod. No, we're not. We're talking about this the entire time. Um, my mom, she has a general rule of thumb. Any way that you behave or act in any sort of negative way, you overdrink, you say something stupid. If it happens on a travel day, it doesn't count. Oh, she says all bets are off on a travel day. So I shouldn't have punched my mom in the face is what you're saying. No, but I mean the reason your mom said that was because it was a travel day and everybody knows travel days. She still blamed. Uh, yeah, well, you have to punch your mom every now and then. I think so. <laughs> but no, she blamed the Mama Juana the entire time. And like even afterwards, like after everything had died down and I completely forgot about it. I'm like, Mom, come over here. I have to marry Mama Juana. She's like, I can't because you get really mad at me. <laughs> well, you know. I only kind of really get mad at you, you know, can you send that thing and the kid in the wedding? <laughs> it wasn't just because you had a sip, and I was like, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? My issue, actually, mom, wasn't with the mama. mama. <laughs> it, was, it was with my mama. It was the mama taka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's a little deep dive into my beautiful life. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no one around had a pen. Remembered her number by repeating it out loud. Probably wow. freaking out a few people along the... I would think so. Just like, four, two, seven, one, two, three. But he called her the next day, and they would meet up and eat sushi. And on their second date, Phil would ask Lisa to accompany him to a wedding. Wow. In yeah. the Dominican. With yeah. a lady and her kids. Yeah, with some, some rando lady and her obnoxious mom <laughs> just kidding mom with her booby display window wedding dress god there's is like, there wedding pictures on your facebook page matt yak pat here's the thing you won't you won't even remember to look later on anyways yeah. well i mean when <laughs> boobs were involved i'll probably remember <laughs> but uh yeah so he would call her and they went it ended up going for sushi then they went to this wedding and so like, hey you want to remember last night when we danced randomly yeah it was fun do you want to go for sushi tomorrow yeah sure hey you want to go to a wedding on friday well he initially asked her first to go to the wedding and she was like let's eat first oh, <laughs> let's make sure you're not a fucking creepy weirdo yeah and then we'll see how that goes That's literally awesome. that was his first go-to was yeah. the wedding hey let's go to a wedding but at the wedding lisa was a very um and she's in in the documentary that i watched and she's still to this very day She's got her own unique sense of style. She has very, like, abrupt bangs that are kind of, like, in a... they higher up in the center, and then they go down, like, kind of like a half circle. You will never hear me say anything negative about bangs. So if you're trying to bait me, it's not going to work. Okay, great. Well, I'm cutting those exact bangs into my hair later on today. So (laughs) we'll see if that that holds still. (laughs) Why are you so passionate about bangs? Uh, I think because I always wanted to date a figure skater, and they always had bangs. Yeah, I'm a mess. I really. (laughs) 
I don't even know where to go from there. There are some professions. Do where they have bangs? I think. I hope so. I think so. I'm thinking about Nancy Cardigan and Tanya Harding, and I don't see okay. bangs. Well, Nancy Cardigan was wait, the wait, inventor wait. Oh. of a sweatshirt, apparently. <laughs> Kerrigan. <laughs> First of all, this is something that I I just had like um a repressed memory about you. Oh. Didn't you like get busted on Elvis Stoiko's property or something? Uh, I, I did, yes. Yeah, he lived down the street from us in Richmond Hill. In Richmond Hill. Like, I mean, down the literal street. It was miles down the road. Did you but get, yes. I remember, did, I got, did the cops come? The cops were called uh, for trespassing because he had uh, dirt bike trails. He was, Elvis Stoiko was a huge dirt bike. Okay, well, Elvis, you're asking for it if you have dirt bike trails. And, they, and we took our bikes on it and were asked to leave numerous times. So what did you do? Did you kick their dog? No, I just, so, we trespassed on their their field. Yeah, but I mean, were yeah. you hurting anybody? No, we weren't. Did you we insult them? Um, not before the cops were called. <laughs> <laughs> After, uh-huh. Did you see Elvis Stoiko? No, never mm. in my life. Okay, well. That's a good story. Thank you. I mean, you should trademark that because somebody might take it. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up, lady. <laughs> you, you don't get to like, tell that story. What a shitty story. Why would you ever bring that up, <laughs> you moron? You know what? You make a fucking great point. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to formally apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lisa at this wedding made a bold decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what type of bottom she was wearing. Regardless, they were mesh. So a lot of people had things to say. I imagine the bride didn't like it. This is the gear at the wedding. Uh-huh. I just thought you meant her overall general style. Nope, the wedding. Okay. Mesh bottoms. Yeah. Huh. I mean, and it was worth mentioning in like the 2022 documentary that I watched. Mm-hmm. So it probably was like fairly see through, I, I would imagine. I, this goes, yeah. Now, is that. Are you anti see through garments or just as long as it's on a, like a wedding dress, it's cool? I don't, you know you. what? <laughs> I don't give a shit. At my wedding, I was like, people were like, what color are your bridesmaids wearing? And I was like, if you're asking because you don't want to like wear what the, the same color, wear, wear fucking white. I don't care. Like, yeah. show up in a wedding dress, just show up. Yeah. Get drunk, have fun. I don't care what you people wore to my give wedding. A shit if anybody wore like a white cut. No, no. I, I'm with you. I don't really no, see No, even like for my wedding, it was supposed to have like torrential downpour. Mm-hmm. Like most of these places do. They have like five minutes of downpour. But if you looked at the weather app, it said that it was going to rain the entire time. And I was like, I just resigned myself to being okay with. Yeah. If I have runny makeup and my hair is matted down, it is what it is. I already got the kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to worry about that aspect. And also, I mean, with a plunging neckline, no matter what the guests are wearing, no one's taking the focus off of you. you know oh, God, about? my dad was not looking at the <laughs> plunging V. <laughs> dad, poor guy. <laughs> boobs! It's Lynn. <laughs> yeah, he was hor- It wasn't like boobs. It was like, I, oh! Boobs. It was like somebody kicked him in the face. He was uh, like, no. Uh, um, but yeah, so she wore these uh, mesh, mesh bottoms, bottoms. And they ended up getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Because Phil liked a good mesh bottom. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't? So they married in 1982, and Lisa said literally things almost instantly changed between the couple. She said that within weeks, he became distant, and she just turned into the wife. Mm. She would say that, quote, Hartman would be in his world, that passivity made you crazy. Oh. She said she knew that her marriage was over when on their first anniversary, she wanted to try and get that spark back. And she decided what she would do is she would go and get herself some sexy lingerie. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would seduce her husband. Oh, I like that. 
Yeah. And they had gone away somewhere and they were staying in a hotel room and she went into the bathroom and she put on her unmentionables and she glammed herself up and then she went and stood on the bed over top of him. Mm -hmm. And Phil's response was, must you? Really? Oh, that? Yeah. That's the response. That was his response. Must you? Really? It wasn't like, oh, yeah. (laughs) When I visualize it too, like I picture him like just reading a book or something and like not even looking up. Like- must you? Yeah, really? or watching the game and just like trying to like yeah, uh, looking know? around her. Get yeah. your boop out of my face. Yeah, come on, you just get that beige number out of here. Oh, shut up about your beige number. What? That's the kind of lingerie that you have. That's what you said. <laughs> I never said that. You're like what? <laughs> like what can I say? My man likes beige. <laughs> 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 oh my god! So she said when he said that, she said no. I don't. And she changed into her robe. She got her book. And she knew then that her marriage was not going to last too much longer. Okay. Even if you're, because there are times like if I have an entire box of craft dinner to myself, I'll be honest, I'm not feeling so sexy. Nah, but an entire box of craft dinner is not that much. Yeah, that's true. It was more of a big deal when I was eight. Um, <laughs> and you didn't want to have sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like there's a way. You're of- like, Barney's on. And I just ate an entire box of craft dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, something happened to Mr. Dress. I think he was shot. <laughs> um, there are more sensitive ways of rejecting a partner for SEX. I think that like... Or he in, just wanted to get the fuck out. He was checked out anyways. No, I don't think he wanted to. He would say that they were soulmates. Mm. I think that... Uh, you know what? Phil has a lot of uh, demons and he's very self-aware. So we welcome to find out when we talk to your buddy Howard Stern. Oh, yeah. Phil is aware of who he is. Hey, now. But, uh, yeah, so they would not last too much longer. Phil would also tell her, yikesos, that she was a black hole who no one could fill. Which, depending on how he meant that. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, hopefully. Like, I'm, you're talking like, vagina-wise? <laughs> is that what you were thinking? Or just, like, energy-wise? I think that's soul wise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would hope so. Suck people Not, in. Hey, hey, hey. Well, you never know. I love the way you just say things with a slur and don't expect that people will, but I'm still expected to know what you're saying. Hey, you never know, right? Can I be three C sections? <laughs> oh my God. Can I have that badge of honor? Three Pete. <laughs> three Pete. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. So, and with that, in 1985, Phil was divorced for the second time. That lasted long. Uh, not really. Three years. Oh, I thought it was... Okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay. And that, folks, is where I am going to end episode one. Uh, but again, if you're a Patreon, both episodes are up on Patreon right now. Baller alert. All righty. So we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.